Oh, hell, do you read me? Affirmative, Dave. I read you. up everybody you're listening to another episode of the all things dave podcast and i'm your host phantom dark dave and i'm so happy to be back i uh took like a two-month break and almost ended the podcast but you know i got really sick and i did some uh soul searching and really just i had to come back and i'm really excited that i did and i'm really happy to be here And today is a really cool episode because it's the Ask Anything episode. So if you guys remember, a couple months ago, I sent out a thing to listeners and to people on some of my social media profiles, and I was like, hey, I want to do an Ask Anything episode. It'll be a solo episode. You just submit your questions, and like anything goes. And I mean, if there's something I'm not going to answer, you probably asked like a really super personal question, and maybe I'm not comfortable answering it. I don't know, but... I'll tell you, got a lot of questions here, and I really like the questions. I got some really good ones here, but uh, I do want to let you guys know. So, I did hit this point where I was going to shut down the podcast, and I kind of told myself I was going to. And then I felt really bad because I did not put out like a final episode telling people, and I was like, you know, I'm leaving listeners hanging. And, and I know what that feels like because I listen to podcasts and I get crazy like nervous when they don't put episodes out in a while but um you know i had this idea of doing this youtube channel and it sounded really fun i had some cool like ideas with it and had a cool name and but you know i'm just i'm not a youtuber um i kind of get jealous because some people do really good and there's some really great youtube channels and i'm like i should do that and people come up to me and they're like you should do that like i would watch it and i love that but you know I'm a podcaster. Like I like to just be off the camera, be behind the microphone, and do my thing, and I have a lot of fun doing it. And you know, a lot of people were kind of crushed when they kind of found out the podcast was ending. And I thought to myself, you know, do I really want to do that? And if I'm not going to do the YouTube channel, why don't I just like, yeah, I said it was over, but who cares, right? Like it's my show. Just go back and do it again. Think about the people that will be excited. Um, put myself in their shoes again I <laughs> I get really excited when episodes come out on some of my favorite shows and so I just kind of told everybody uh, I just needed the break I guess because I, I got rested and 
everything just kind of worked out good. I'll tell you, one thing did happen, though. It's kind of like a, how do I explain? Um, it's like an intervention or something. And I'm okay, you know, but I got really sick at one point. Like, like bad, you know, like not hospitalization, right? I don't want to make it a bigger thing than what it was, but it scared the crap out of me because it was sick in a way that I'd never been sick before. And uh, you guys know how much I love like Monster, right? I talk about how Monster Energy drinks are like my favorite beverage in the world and all these things. Well, I actually suffered from uh, caffeine intoxication. And I know when you kind of hear that, it sounds kind of funny because I don't even know if it doesn't even sound serious, but... You know, it was serious because it scared the crap out of me, and um, it caused me to get really, really sick, and I don't know. I, I've spent like 19 years of my life drinking Monster Energy drinks, and, and this is not a knock at Monster because you're supposed to drink responsibly, but, you know, I'm about to be 39, and I'm drinking this stuff like I'm 19, and um, I'm not, you know, like, I, I got to gotta take care of myself you know and that's you know i'll get sympathetic with you guys you only got one body take care of it and uh as you get older you realize like damn that's kind of true and you got to so i've pretty much quit energy drinks and boy that that mentally was was very frustrating for me and kind of hard to do because i know you know it's not like some things that you know like drugs and stuff but in a sense it kind of was my drug right like it is my drug of choice and it's I got addicted. I really was. And then that's what caused me to abuse the amount of energy drinks and sodas to the point where like my whole body like just regurgitated and shut down. Um, but anyway, I don't want this to be like a Debbie Downer thing. I just want to let you guys know that like I'm good now. I'm happy. Um, I'm off the energy drinks. And if you guys still drink them, you know, my boy Paranormal Pat, you do it wisely, man, all you guys. Um, but I had to shake it because I was being stupid, and I know if I if I try to limit myself and drink like just ever so little again, I'll get addicted again, and I'll want more and more. And so, yeah, uh, I love water, so we'll deal with that. But enough of that kind of stuff. Just let you guys know, hey, I'm back. I'm so happy to be here, and let's kickstart this Ask Anything episode because it's going to be a lot of fun. So I kind of put these in... I, an order that just kind of worked, but I'm kind of cherry picking them too. So the order, I guess, doesn't really matter. I, I didn't write down everybody's name that submitted the questions because I didn't know. I didn't think to ask if people wanted their names brought up. And so there's just going to be the questions with the answers and let's just see what happens with it. So first one I got here is what iconic horror villain do you think you could realistically take on and beat? All right. So I think as horror fans, a lot of us kind of think of these conversations like we put ourselves in the movie and like, oh, if I was this character, I would have done this and this. Okay, well, flip the script. Like, let's say it's not a movie. Say that character is in real life. Like, who could I realistically beat? I mean, this is going to sound like a cop-out answer, so I gave, I'm going to give you two answers. The cop-out one is the obvious, right? Like, Chucky. Like, I'll whoop that doll's ass. Like, I mean, I don't know how these people were getting killed by this doll. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but we enjoy the movies, and we love Brad Dourif, and uh, Chucky is cool. But if I had to fight him, I would win. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. The other one is the new Pennywise. And so I know that one, that may seem like a little extreme. Like, I wouldn't fight Tim Curry Pennywise because I love him. But uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But the new Pennywise, you know, the, the Bill Skarsgård one, he did a great job. But this 
clown was like less scary to me and I know that seems kind of weird because this one was definitely that film was more of a jump scare it gave me a lot of that like J-horror type vibes but when you watch it chapter 2 and you see the way that they beat Pennywise I'm just like <laughs> really like that's it like okay here I go again I'll whoop Pennywise's ass when it comes to that <laughs> I'm afraid of you bro and so those are those are my two choices for uh, what iconic horror villain that I think I could realistically beat because, like, you can't beat a doll, I'm just saying, right? What do you... Why? Short of you being a doll yourself, and then it's even matched. I don't know, maybe. But maybe I could also... You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could also whoop some puppet master ass. Now, I can't be, like, restrained, and then all of a sudden the tunneler's coming to drill a hole in my throat. But, you know, if it was me and Blade going one-on-one, I just... Like, throw his ass in the fire, I'm just saying. Or maybe the garbage disposal. So, yeah. Alright, next question. What movies are you most looking forward to this year? So, this is the year 2023. And I'll tell you, there was three on my radar. One I've already seen, and that was Scream 6. And I'm a, I'm a huge, like... I don't know how to say this. Like, I'm totally against spoilers so i wouldn't dare ruin anything for anybody that hasn't seen anything yet but i will tell you i saw scream six with my people and i was kind of disappointed I, I i know i set up expectations and there's things that like i shouldn't be going into the movie thinking about how i would do things differently but there was something i really really wanted like wholeheartedly and i even kind of felt like i was about to get it and scream six just didn't go there and that was kind of like the final, like the last straw. Like, to be honest with you, I was so disappointed by the time Scream 6 was over that if there's a Scream 7, I probably won't go see it. And that's crazy because I get really excited about these movies. But, you know, the way that the Scream franchise has kind of turned and gone, I'm not taking anything away from the filmmakers, the actors, and everybody that does it. But I think we could all agree that, like, Scream 1 through 4... And then Scream 5 and 6, it's it's different. It is what it is. So, the movies I have not seen that I'm looking forward to are The Nun Part 2, because I love the Conjuring franchise. And probably the most hyped is for Insidious 5, The Red Door. In fact, I got to watch the trailer for it today, and I'm like on pins and needles. I'm so freaking excited. I love everything that James Wan has ever created. And I know that the further these sequels to go, like kind of like the less involved he's in, he may produce things, but you know, Patrick Wilson is directing this and I love that guy. Uh, you guys know Patrick Wilson. He's in insidious. He's the main character. He's in the conjuring. He plays, uh, Ed Warren. And this is his like first directorial debut. So I'm excited for that, but I saw the trailer and they like brought back returning actors and actresses and it just looks good. And also I'm not too ashamed to say that I think the Insidious movies are probably the scariest movies out there. Now, you know, my deepest fear in the world is the ocean, like water. So don't get me wrong. If I watch like 47 meters down, I'm kind of a little bitch. <laughs> but, but that's fun, okay? Insidious, though, like there's never a safe moment. You know what I mean? Like there's a jump scare, loud music, something scary every two seconds. And though I love it, I'm just saying it's scary. <laughs> next question what classic movies have you not seen okay so we're gonna throw me in there okay um you guys know i love turner classic movies and when i call a movie a classic like 
yes, like original Halloween's a classic, but I'm taking this in the vein of like what what you know, black and white or early colorized movies like have you not seen, you know? I'm just going to throw out there the obvious. I've never seen The Godfather. And I know that probably turns a lot of heads for like real hardcore movie lovers because like you have to see The Godfather, like the whole trilogy, but definitely the first one. And I'm just not real big. Like I don't seek out like gangster movies. And I'm sure that movie is much more than that. But everything with like the mafia and all that kind of stuff, I respect a well-made movie, but it just doesn't pull my interest. But I know one day I will watch it and I'll be asking myself, why the hell did I wait so long? And the other, like, really, really big one, Gone with the Wind. It's a long movie, y'all. I hate long movies. And Godfather's probably long, too. I've seen it. like It's like multiple VHS tapes. But, you know, a movie turns me off when it's too long. And there's a couple other movies I can mention, but I know Julie's going to make me watch them this year, so I'm not going to put them on this list. But those are the big ones. You know, Godfather, Gone with the Wind. Has to start with a G, obviously. But I'll let you guys know my favorite classic movie of all time is Casablanca. So I do love some classic movies. I've seen that movie like a hundred damn times. Maybe a hundred and one tonight. Depends if Julie's in the mood. Next question. What series do you want to get into but you haven't had the time? Okay, so you guys know I TV me and TV are like it's like a mixed bag, right? So when I find myself getting invested in TV shows Growing up, I watched sitcoms, you know, with, like, my mom and stuff like that. And then I kind of fell out of the TV thing. I didn't really keep up with TV because I was so invested in films, specifically horror. But the way that streaming has kind of really, like, revitalized the the passion for watching TV because you can, like, knock stuff out. You don't get left on cliffhangers and stuff has kind of got me more interested. And sharing this life with Julie, it's it really makes watching TV fun. And if anybody out there, you know what I'm saying, like if you got that special somebody that enjoys watching things with you, it just makes it better. And really, what's better than that? So I guess what shows, right? I am a Trekkie. So Julie and I, are, are we've gone back and we've started stuff. Like we've knocked out original series, Next Gen. We've knocked out Deep Space Nine. We're almost done with Voyager. We're like midway through season six, so we're getting excited about that. But, you know, it seems like they're always making a new Star Trek show. And to me, that's really exciting. Like I don't want that to stop. But I also can't wait to watch Picard. We, Julie and I talk about this all the time. Like that might be the next show we watch is Star Trek Picard. I'm very excited for Strange New Worlds because I know the way that it ties in with original series and original series being my favorite i'm also excited about some non-trek shows like x files i've only seen a couple episodes of that i loved everything i've seen about that shout out to andy i know he loves that shit uh battlestar galactica the original 1978 i know people call it like a star wars ripoff i call it a love letter but it totally looks like my cup of tea, and I know my people out there, Evan and uh, Neil Frazier, I know they both love that original series very much. I know Randy loves the remake from 2004, so definitely looking forward to those, and probably Babylon 5. Julie and I have this like list for like, all these TV shows we want to watch, and I gotta say, like I just get really excited about sci-fi TV. And that may be, like, the newest thing in my life has been, like, not only, like, hey, Dave, like, TV can be good just like movies, and look, you can stream it so it works, but it's like, dude, there's, like, man, growing up, I've always been, like, horror, like, horror, horror, horror. 
it's amazing how like my love for science fiction has pretty much tied with horror like it's like neck and neck at this point i just really get excited and I, sometimes i'll go days without watching a horror movie because i'm so invested in some sci-fi and then i'll have my tweaks where i'm like you know like i need a horror movie please it's been one of those days you know i don't need a beer i need a throat slash you know but uh only in a movie okay but yeah um that's that so tons of sci-fi tv and uh you know i used to ride the bandwagon on uh, american horror story but it got kind of weird and stranger things be pissing me off so we'll see what happens this is a good one who is your favorite Star Trek Next Generation character, and why is it Wesley? Okay. Originally, I wrote the answers down for this, but I'm going to say, uh-uh, because coming in the near future, there's going to be a Top 5 Star Trek Next Generation characters episode, and so if you want the answer to that question, you're going to have to listen to that episode, because I'll tell you my favorite, my runner-up, and everybody else that goes with it, and that'll be a pretty fun conversation. All right, this one's a good one. If you had to make your own versus movie, who would you put against each other? Okay, so I feel like that's one that a lot of us, again, horror fans um, and maybe action fans, think about kind of on the regular. And, you know, we've had our Freddy versus Jason. We've had our Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. We've had our Alien versus Predator. Like all these, you know, pretty iconic people pitted against each other and so i wanted to think a little bit outside the box i know that a few years back was it i think dimension films kind of pitched out the idea where they did on the website do you want michael myers versus uh pinhead they were going to call it like halloween and we got to vote and i voted like hell no <laughs> that sounds kind of stupid like I'm thinking now maybe I should have said yes, but I don't think just my vote would have changed anything. But anyway, I've thought long and hard about it, and as weird as it seems, I would like to see a Jigsaw and Norman Bates. I just think of the really cool, like, bathtub idea, and, and you know, you can have Norman Bates, like, chained up in the bathroom after he's trying to kill somebody in the shower. I don't know. It could be kind of cool, but that would be my versus movie. What is your favorite obscure movie? And so I'm not going to lie. I had to like Google what that meant because when I hear the word obscure, it's like one I could use in a sentence, but like, what does that mean in the form of a question when referring to a movie? And so for me, like when I think of obscure, I think of weird, right? They also come up with like rare and hard to find and you know, there's some movies that I really like that are kind of hard to find, but I wouldn't call them weird. So I'm going to focus on the weird. And I chose to talk about Eraserhead. So Eraserhead is a weird-ass movie. Anybody who's seen it knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And I would definitely call that an obscure movie. And I won't spoil it for you, but what can i say that won't ruin it it's fucking obscure man you need to watch it uh horror fans check it out people who just like strange ass movies check it out let's see what was your favorite celebrity interview and why okay i see what you're doing here uh you know i'm gonna say all of them and that's because i got to do interviews with my friends and we got to talk to some really cool people and i have this list of like I don't know, like 60 people that I've got to interview uh, over my podcasting years, and it's been really, really cool. So 
what can I say? I don't want to put one above the other because they're all special to me and they're all fun and they all hold a special place in my heart and they're all entertaining and damn, I got to talk to some really cool people. When you guys go down the list, you'll see. But if you're curious to know like who are some of the people, let me tell you, I've been on a few different podcasts, right? So some of these interviews are still out there on the internet. Check out Black Cat Shadow. That's a podcast that I did with Andy. You guys know Andy. He comes on this show a lot. And he and I interviewed so many people back in 2017 and 18. It was awesome. And then I did some interviews in 2019 and did some in 20... Nope. I don't know if I did any 2020, but I did so many interviews in such a short time. It's crazy to think that it was only a couple of years. But anything from like Jennifer Jostin uh, to Sid Haig, Katie Featherston uh, to, you know, fucking Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, it's a cool, crazy list that covers mostly horror, but there's a few odds and ends in there as well. And uh, I, I can't like not tell you that. I really loved all the classic uh, horror interviews I did because uh, Jed and I got to talk to some, like, say next to Ken, but like grandsons and sons and daughters of some of the most iconic Universal monsters of all time. And I fucking love Universal monster movies. And so um, I, I would take that question and I'd flip it on its head and say, you know, an interview I still want to do would be with Claude Rains' daughter. Claude Rains played the Invisible Man and he was in Casablanca. It's a double win for me. Let me get that interview, <laughs> please. Amityville film discussion. Are you fucking kidding me? All right. So, I love the Amityville Horror franchise. I know there's a lot of bad fucking movies in that. But, at the end of the day, I've seen over 25 Amityville movies. And I really love, like, the Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror 2, The Possession. Amityville 3D. Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes. The Amityville Curse. Amityville, 1992. It's about time. See what they did? Amityville, A New Generation. Amityville Dollhouse. And that's it. Those are the ones I love. I like the Ryan Reynolds remake. It's fine. He actually does a really great job. But you guys know originals, remakes, sometimes some things just shouldn't be dealt with. And there's nothing wrong with the original Amityville Horror. Doesn't need to be updated. Love it to death. But... Amityville has some shitty, shitty movies in there. And I don't know why I do this to myself. But part of me wishes I wasn't such a completionist sometimes. You know, when I find myself watching some of these movies. Because I'm like, what the fuck? And just to explain. So, the name Amityville like fell into public domain. So, anybody can make a movie and call it Amityville whatever the fuck. Like, I'm going to do an Amityville podcast. And it's going to be a movie about a microphone that came from uh, the Amityville house or some shit like that. Like, that's how they do that. And so, creative loophole. <laughs> but, nah, still good. Let's see here. I lost my list because I had to go back to my Amityville <laughs> Where is the... There it is, in front of my face. Alright. If you could turn any IP into a horror film, what would it be? Now, I know what like came to my mind instantly, but I wanted to look it up and confirm that I knew what IP was. And I did, so that's cool. And I also found out this is going to be done. But before I knew it was definitely going to be done, 
I was right there, and I was like, <laughs> for my daughter, I'm Five Nights at Freddy's, of course. Like, you guys saw Banana Splits, right? Like, so you know the potential of that. And Five Nights at Freddy's, like, blew the fuck up for a very long time. And still, you know, it's, like, relevant with some kids today. If I had the opportunity, I would turn that into some pretty cool and scary, gnarly, graphic shit. And if somebody's like, why would it be Warhammer 40k? It would not be. Uh, unless I can cast my friends in it. Maybe. Are there any staple horror movies that you have not seen? And what's the delay? This question's kind of funny because I wrote an answer down. And then I watched this movie a couple days ago. And so I can't use it as my answer no more. And it was hereditary. Like... I don't know why, but I went a long time without watching Hereditary. Well, I mean, I kind of do know why. It was so popular. If I talked about it, I avoided it like the plague. But I don't know why it took me so long to go ahead and just try it the fuck out. And it was good. Like, oh, man, that movie rocked. Now, I have to come up with another answer, and I'll say Pearl. I loved X. Watched it a few times. Why haven't I watched Pearl? What's the holdup? I don't know. I'm stupid. We'll just go with that. But I need to. Have you had any real-life paranormal experiences? Oh, <laughs> so this is something that might make some people uncomfortable, but yes. And um, I talked about this on the Paranormal Pativity podcast. Oh, boy. Uh, what was it? Five years ago or something, man? I don't know. Um, but uh, I'll dumb it down a little bit here and tell you guys that at one point, my daughter had a porcelain doll. And I know this might sound kind of cliche, and maybe this is like my anger towards dolls on well, my previous answer of whooping Chucky's ass, but the reality situation is like, I'm a Christian, I believe in God, I love horror, um, <laughs> when it's like spiritual horror, I find it really entertaining in a movie, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... I don't know how I feel about aliens and ghosts. Like, I love that shit in my movies and my TV shows. But, of course, I, you know, like, I don't really want ghosts in real life. Like, who wants to be haunted? Uh, I mean, maybe people looking for it. But at the end of the day, I wasn't. And we had a porcelain doll and stuff in our house started getting broke. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and then I remember putting that doll outside, like, just in case there's some shit going on. I'm not going to deal with it. And then I remember hearing a really loud thud outside. Checked it out. And the trash can that I put this doll in was dumped over. I went and checked and the doll was there. But the doll's legs were broken. And so I don't know what's up with that. You can call it the wind blowing it over. But the wind didn't break shit in my house. I'll tell you that much. I don't leave the doors open. I got allergies. <laughs> but uh, that was the one time where... I was just kind of like freaked out, like, okay, something going on here. Get rid of the doll. What's the weirdest smell you have ever smelt? All right, this is going to be kind of gross, but it's a, a sulfur burp. So I don't know if anybody's ever had that, but at one point in my life, I remember I was kind of scared. I was like, what's wrong with me, man? But like, I was having a reaction, like a burp, and it kind of is so gross. I'm so sorry. Uh, but don't blame me. I blame the fucking person that asked this question. I know who it is, too, of this one. But, um, you know, you ever have, like, a burp and it smells like eggs? Like, that's gross. And that, you know, call it gross and weird, whatever, that applies to this question, in my opinion. Uh, luckily, I have not had that since. 
but I remember like thinking, what was wrong with me? <laughs> it's nasty. Next question. Being a DC guy, how do you feel about the DCU reboot? Reboot? Holy shit. Reboot? I can read, I promise. And not having Henry Cavill as Superman. Will DC ever get it right? That's all I'm saying. I mean, Batman seems to always be entertaining, even if it's a good or bad movie, whatever. Superman, I don't know. I am kind of excited to see the route that they go. I'm not a super big, like, that's super, that's funny, Superman fan. If I was, kind of like my boy Ed the Undead, I kind of prefer the animated stuff. And so DC always gets it right when they do the animated movies, but the live action ones are so hit and miss. I will say that I am interested to see what James Gunn's going to do. I mean, I like James Gunn because he started in Troma and he made Slither. So that's pretty cool. And I've followed him a little bit. Like, I know his Marvel stuff. I know he did Suicide Squad for DC. So that's kind of cool. Um, but I won't knock it till I try it. So show me a trailer and then I'll re answer the question. Was there ever a kid's movie that really scared you? You know, I'd say no. But the closest that probably did was Return to Oz. <laughs> um, I know in like the original Wizard of Oz, people were like, kind of scared of the monkeys and stuff. You guys know the band. But in Return to Oz, there's the fucking Wheelers, man. And they just... They rub me the wrong way, man. They're kind of freaky. And those... Oh, and there's a queen that takes her head off. Like, what the fuck is going on in this kid's movie? I guess it was kind of scary <laughs> now that I think about it. If you could visit one movie location, where would it be? Oh, that's simple, right? Um, it would be the studio set of Rick's Cafe from Casablanca. That right there is the movie location for me. I would love to be there. Uh, Cafe Americana, right? Hanging out with Rick and Sam. Like, oh, it'd be so good. But I also say, if this applies to TV, then I would say Star Trek Original Series. I would love to visit that original set tour. Apparently you can. If you could go back in time and write the screenplay for any movie, what would it be and why? <laughs> Casablanca guys and the reason is like that movie is flawless to me I know a certain somebody that has issues with the ending and, and I'm not going to argue you because I would just win you, you can't argue me because you're just listening to the podcast and I love you <laughs> but you know the reason I love Casablanca so much is that script that dialogue is so good there's a reason that movie has some of the most quotable lines in history if you were to Go back in time, go to Blockbuster and get their like 101 greatest movie quotes of all time. Casablanca is the only movie that had four of them on there. No other movie had that many. And I just, that would be a really cool thing to have on my resume. Like, oh, what can you do? I'm like, I can't do a lot, but I wrote Casablanca. I'm like, damn. If they stopped making monsters, what would you drink? So this question's like funnier than ever now because when I answered it, I was like, oh, well. I would hate that, but I would say Rockstar Punched, because that's an energy drink that I liked. But since I kind of felt like my health was in jeopardy, and I no longer drink energy drinks, I'll just say water. If you could play any character in any Star Trek series, what would it be and why? Alright, I am going to say the role of David 
from you guys, you know, Captain Kirk's son from Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock. And the reason is, is because I feel like I can really tap into that character. I can heavily relate what that's like because of the trouble father history that I have with my dad and stepdad and my upbringing. And it was brutal and I hated it. Um, but I never knew my actual dad growing up. And I feel like I could put that into the role of David because David, you know, didn't know Kirk was his dad um, at first. And I just think there's a lot there. I, I feel like that's a role I could portray. I'm not much of an actor. I mean, sounds fun, right? But when it comes close to home, you probably can do pretty well, right? If you could play the lead character in any film ever made, who would it be? <laughs> I wouldn't fuck Casablanca up, so I, I would not be in that movie, right? And uh, as much as I love Star Trek, I don't know if I would put myself in any of those. Like, I'm no Captain Kirk, guys, and I hate to tell you, Shatner is Shatner for a reason. But after thinking long and hard of this, um, I'm going to parallel the thing I just said about the dad thing, uh, but I'm going to change franchises, and I would like to be Sam Flynn in Tron Legacy. You guys know I love Tron. Since making that top five sci-fi movie list, I have watched the sequel, Tron Legacy, and it's amazing. Like, I love both movies. And, again, I, I just get it. You know, growing up without the dad thing and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which historical or public figure would you like to spend the afternoon with? Okay, well, there's two sides to this question, right? Like, I mean, obviously Jesus. Like, if that, that's just kind of right where that's at. Like, that's that's a whole nother conversation, but. If you guys want to have fun with it a little bit um, and just take the serious factor out, Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Lovecraft, and Jack the Ripper. Like, that's the dinner table I want to be at. Could you imagine that? Over in this corner, Edgar Allan Poe, and in this corner, a six-foot fucking tall something, H.P. Lovecraft, and over here, like, I would be the only person who knows the real identity of Jack the Ripper. That would be cool. Alright, why don't you eat onions? Well, that's because they're fucking disgusting. Now, I know that I am a minority in that realm. Like, a lot of people love onions. A lot of people are like, you can't even taste them. You cook with them for spice. Like, yeah, I know. I know. And I'm a nitpick, right? So, like, when I eat a burger, if there's, like, a little chunk of onion in it, I take the shit out, or I won't even eat the burger. That just is what it is. And so... For me, mostly, it's a texture thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to bite into a solid onion because then I'm sure it's a flavor thing too. Like, that sounds horrible. But I don't like that crunchy, just like, I would hate the same thing with peppers too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't like onions and that just means there's more for you. And, that, and that's where I'll leave it. Oh, shit. Okay. I think I forgot to answer a question, but it's kind of perfect too because the reason I didn't answer it is because it was too fucking hard. But let's, let's do it. Out of all the movie kills, which one is your favorite? I mean, can you pick a favorite? Like, there's a reason why I've done episodes dividing it up. It's because it's too hard to pick one over all of them. Um, but, yeah. I mean, like, fuck you for asking, right? <laughs> What's your favorite kill? 
I love Michael Myers. You know, his kills are always something to me. I grew up with the Halloween franchise. Love Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Love Jason Voorhees. You see the problem? Like, they're all crazy. And uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just say... I'm, I'm going to go with when Frankenstein's monster throws a little girl in the lake. Because you know what? Nobody expected that shit. And even watching it today, I was like, they got away with that? And so, yeah, let's go with that because it was one of the most unexpected kills. And it was really hard not to pick one from Saul, I'm just saying. But that's going to be a future episode, so I'm going to leave it alone. Where do babies come from? See, now y'all just fucking playing. Um, well, babies come from the stork, obviously. Like, you know, Mama told me to bring the stork to the doorstep. I seen the movie, too, in 2016 or whatever it was. But, uh, you know... Babies come from the vagina. That's it. Um, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Okay, so we're just going to fucking throw questions out that don't even, like, you really? Um, well, the commercial says three. So I'll just say three. But I don't be, like, trying to bite into a Tootsie Roll Pop, like, in a hurry to see. Because I like to savor the flavor and enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. You tell me. What is the meaning to life? Hmm. What a what a deep one, right? I I know that's kind of a joke question, but it really it, it puts me in a place to stop and like think about things. And so I'll say the what I think the meaning to life is is um happiness, right? Like to make yourself happy and to make other people happy and you have to do like a, a healthy mixture of both you got to enjoy it you know what i mean like we only get one life to live as far as i know and um i mean don't mess it up right like enjoy it and uh i had a pep talk with my bro not too long ago and he, he told me about some stuff and it's kind of crazy that he didn't know this question was on this list and so uh he really helps like keep me sane sometimes so shout out to you ed the undead love you bro um but you know like meaning to life like movies <laughs> of course like i love watching movies guys like oh just i got a vacation coming up and i'm just gonna watch fucking movies so yeah and chips the tv show like i don't know if you guys like that but good shit so the meaning to life happiness and movies and then last question. I know you guys are sad about it, but last one that got sent to me. How do you stay motivated to do your podcast? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a very timely question, is it not? Because I, I thought I was going to quit it, and then I, I brought it back. So there's a few reasons. Um, there's a, a few different things that keep me motivated, and well, it's two, right? You know, I say it's like all these things, like it's two. It's my passion because of how much I love this stuff and I love to talk to you guys about it. And the other one is y'all, like my listeners, my friends, my family. Like, I love to put out an episode and give it my everything and have you tell me that you like it or or have you bring something to my attention. You got some beef with it. I mean, it means you're listening, right? You're paying attention to it and you enjoy it. And 
that's what keeps me going. I got friends who've been podcasting for fucking ever. I got friends who've had a podcast forever and, you know, I they've had to shut it down for different reasons and stuff and I totally get it and shit, I thought I was going to shut this one down, but I couldn't. Like I tried to let it go, but it wouldn't let me go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> me go. Yeah, Star Trek. Bottom line is I love to watch this stuff and I love to share my opinions with other people that also enjoy it because growing up I didn't have friends that liked horror and Star Trek and so I never got to have those conversations and it's so much fun in this day and age now to be able to do that. I love to kick back with Julie and study like Star Trek and then bring like Randy on here and do a top five Star Trek next generation episode or Deep Space Nine episode. Like that's so much fun. I love to you know, uh, study like werewolf movies and then bring Andy on here to do a top five werewolf movie chat, uh, future episode, I promise. But just all that kind of stuff. And I love to like fucking bring Ed on here and just shoot the shit with him about like all things random, you know, and I don't leave anybody out. I love everybody. Like just you, if you've been on this podcast before, you know how I feel about you. And shout out to my friend Jacob. I don't know if he's going to hear this, but I bet he does. And when he does, it's stuff like like what he does, man. When he, when he tells me he's sad that he hasn't heard an episode because he really liked listening to it and he couldn't wait to see what I was doing next. And I grant you that wish you had, sir. There will be a top five Jim Carrey coming soon with Ed the Undead and myself. Yes. Um, but stuff like that. And people who submit these questions because they love this show. That's the kind of stuff that keeps me motivated and is the reason why I love doing it and I'm happy to do it. And maybe that's also meaning to life. <laughs> so that wraps up this episode, guys. I just, I'm sorry, but I had to take that break. I had to get right mentally. I had to get right physically with my health and everything. And I'm back and I don't know like how often I'm going to put episodes out. Like I promise I'm not going to go on a drought again and leave you guys hanging, uh, those who are still around to listen. But there are going to be a consistency of episodes. They're going to be coming. As When I can do it, I'm going to do it, and I'm so excited. I recently changed host sites. I'm no longer on Spreaker. I've moved over to like Anchor, and so hopefully this will work out. Um, you know, financially I had to get right and just timing. I work so much. It's, it sucks to pay a lot of money to a podcast and then not be able to do episodes, right? Um, but hey, like I'm feeling it, so why not like do it? So that wraps this episode up. Thank you guys so much for listening. You have a wonderful day. And just to be redundant, thanks for listening to the All Things Dave podcast. <laughs>